You are listening to a podcast from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries. For more information about our church, please visit us at rmcmchurch.org. Father, we just thank you for this day. And as always, Holy Spirit, I ask you to guide and direct the little bit of time that I have to, to share what's on your heart. And I just thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to come together. And I just really pray for what the direction that we go will be what you want, Holy Spirit. And I just, we just call it in. All of us, we just say, Lord, we want more from you. We expect from you. And we lean into you and just say, Holy Spirit, fill me up and show me what you want me to have. And we just say that in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the things I wanted to say, you know, John telling that story, what is so hugely important to always remember is that God will give you the desires of your heart. You know, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. We have always lived so far above our means that it's stupid. We, and by that, I mean, we have had stuff and blessings that have just come from God or our stuff just doesn't wear out and it goes forever. You know, I mean, we've had attacks, of course, like everybody, but we are so blessed with, and, and people, you know, giving us something or I become like, I want something, I'll walk into six points and there it is for a fraction of the price. I mean, just all our life. When you're walking with God, you know, he who abides under the shelter of the Most High, you know, is stable and fixed, and you're blessed, and you live in blessing, and you live in provision that other people can have and don't, you know, that you really, you know, you really, and we can take it for granted, and that's part of what I was talking about, you know, because we're covering this, this title of this message that I started last week that we did the review for, <laughs> we reviewed last week, was Yet Will I Praise Him? And it is, you know, so this is Yet Will I Praise Him, part two. <laughs> but anyway, um, it, it is it's just like praise and worship. And, and specifically, we're talking about Thanksgiving, praise and worship. And specifically, we're kind of zeroing in on praise part. And remember that definition of praise, that, um, that it is, let's see, here we go. Praise is adoration of God that is vocal, audible, or visible. When someone's dancing and praising God, they're praising God because you can see it. When you're speaking or you're singing, they can hear it. When you're clapping your hands, when you're, that's part of making a joyful noise unto the Lord when it's towards him. You know, that's, we're praising him. We're not, um, we're not worshiping him at that time. Well, well, we are. Never mind. Never mind. I don't want to split hairs. You know, but, but anyway, praise is always active, assertive, demonstrative and open. Whenever it is mentioned, movement, songs, actions, and sounds are seen and heard. So we got that. But we talked a little bit about Thanksgiving too and about starting your morning. Um, first thing in the morning, it's like, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And starting your day, getting on that track of being thankful. You know, getting, and, and, and think of it this way, you know, thoughts are like trains. They're on a track and they're going somewhere. Okay. So if you want to change tracks, you know, that takes an effort. You know, you need a switcher. You know, so it's like early in the day, you get yourself started being thankful. It's going to change your whole day. It's going to change your whole heart. You get, you get focused. You know, what you 
what you focus on, your emotions are going to follow. For one thing, what you focus on, if you focus on the goodness of God, if you focus on the beauty around you, if you focus on who he is and what he says, if you focus on what he does, you're going to start feeling grateful. You know, you're going to start feeling grateful. And when you're starting to feel grateful, it's going to come out your mouth. You know, you're going to start saying, oh, thank you, Lord. You were just so good. Man, did I tell you what God, God is just so good. Did I tell you what he did today? You know, and, and you're going to be aware and you're going to see things that you would just normally might not see. You know, it's like, oh, that is just so awesome. So your quality of life is going to improve. Your quality of life is going to be so much better than so many people around you, and they can have the same circumstances as you do. You know, just because you have things great doesn't mean you appreciate it. You know, just because you have things great doesn't mean you're looking at what you don't have. I don't have this. I don't have that. You know, or even, even on your, your, a, a relationship, a marriage, all of this is great, but they do this one thing. And so if you focus, he doesn't do that, or she doesn't do that, then pretty soon you're just sour. You know, it's like, yeah, they don't do that. Look at all you have. You know, and that's true with all of us in all areas of our life. Look at all we have. God is so good. And then, and then we are made that out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth is going to speak. We are made to praise him. And we talked about, I'm reviewing again, oh, no, no. <laughs> we talked about the fact that we changed cultures when we became Christians. You know, we are now a part of the kingdom of heaven. And that culture is very different than the one in the world that you grew up. You know, the devil is still the father in this world. You know, that he's been defeated in Jesus. And when we're in Jesus, we now have authority over him. But he is still, there again, we always talk about this is a police action. We are supposed to enforce the victory that Jesus has. So when, we're, when we are born again, we're going to do things different. And part of a big thing that's different is praise and worship. Especially in this age now, we often did not grow up in homes singing around the piano, you know, and, and praising God or having, just even having a musical time together. We're all off in our corner with our own little devices, playing games or texting this or texting that and not having that time together. So just that's different. You come into a room and you're expected to come together before God, well, that's kind of different, you know, and then you're going to sing, well, um, but I don't, I don't sound very good, so I don't, does not matter, <laughs> you know, does not matter, you know, the, you, you're, you're singing unto God is a beautiful thing, and remember we also said that praise comes from the heart, not the vocal cords, you know, it's like you can be singing a song, and it sounds like praise that person next to you, but you're thinking this and that and whatever. Well, no, then it's not praise to God. You know, it's not coming. He doesn't, he doesn't think it's praise. He knows and sees what's in your heart that's praise. So when we come in together, I wanted to talk a little bit about our corporate worship time and why we do some of the things we do. Because when we come in together, you know, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there in their midst. You know, when, when we gather together, it, is, it really is like there is a flow that gets going. When we get come together and worship, there's a flow that gets going. And I did want to read a few scriptures right away here. Um, Ephesians, let's see, let me go back up to uh, Psalm 34, 1 through 3. 
And I don't think I have these up on slides. I will extol the Lord at all times. And this is what you're saying. Just think of it. Psalms, the book of Psalms. They're all songs. That book is all songs. How important singing unto the Lord is. How important in remembering things, stirring things up in you. You know, so anyway, Psalm 34, 1, 3, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. You're the one that's singing praise. You're the one that's magnifying God. Someone who's afflicted, someone who's having a bad time of it, they're going to get to hear it and they're going to rejoice because of it. You're going to help take the burden off of them. You're going to help take the things off of them. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Michaela, let's exalt the name, his name together. Lynette, let's exalt his name together. Let's come together. It's powerful. Why did God create the church? Why did he care about the body of Christ? He does. He does. And he doesn't you know, we're not to be separate. You know, he calls us to be the body to where each one, you know, this one does that part and this one does that part. And he made such a great example of that. You know, it's like, we don't have to think, oh, I wish I was that or, oh, I'm nothing. No, you're, you're important. And no one can do and be and say exactly what you can do and be and say. No one. You are unique. God wanted you unique. You know, we are all being transfigured and changed into his image. So we're all kind of headed the same direction. We're all Christians, which is a little Christ. We're all Christians. So, gee, that sounds like we're the same. We're the same, but we're different. <laughs> it's the same, but different. You know? And it's just how important that is. And the same is going to be true with our praise and worship. It's going to be the same because we're going to sing, we're going to clap, we're going to stand, we're going to dance, we're going to kneel, we're going to do all these things that don't, we don't come, it doesn't come naturally to us. But we learn to do that because the Bible says to do that. And when you become a born-again Christian, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. He's the coach. He's the teacher. He's the mediator. He's the one who comes alongside. You're going to be in a worship service sometime and they're going to say, raise your hands. And you're like, I've never raised my hands in my life. And I don't want to raise my hands. And you're like, hands, get down. Get down. You know? There's going to be that thing inside of you that wants to raise your hands. And your brain says, well, this is stupid. Ah, it feels so good. And that's, you know, I can't tell you how many people have had that experience. Why does it make a difference? I don't know. <laughs> But it does. And, and I do know part of it is because we're, we're, we live in bodies, you know, and we have soul, mind, will, and emotions, and everything is involved in praising God and worshiping God and living for God. You know, so it's like, it does make a difference. So often, if you're, if one of the things I really want you to get is that if you are, and John talked a little bit about it, if you're having a hard time, if you're fighting in an area, if you're, whether you're depressed or oppressed or you have, you're fighting not to be angry or you're just, it's like, you know, they're going to talk about focus. What you focus on is where you're going to go. When you have a negative focus, when you start letting yourself get negative, letting you, this is, this is bad and this is going to happen and, oh, you know, it's going to just cascade. You know, and pretty soon, pretty soon it's that old thing of, you know, life sucks and then you die. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh-uh. <laughs> 
uh-uh, no, it's not true, you know, for us. So we really want to have that focus it on God. And so when you're having a hard time, when everything is going wrong and you just want to just, ha, ah, what's going on? It's like, I praise you, God. You know, I praise you. You're in your car. It's like, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. I will praise you. Take a scripture, especially take a scripture. And then what really packs a punch, and, and especially if you're not a singer, you'll probably want to do this more when people aren't around. But um, what really packs a punch, start singing that scripture. You know, my God, my God has given me all things, all things in Jesus Christ. You know, or, you know, I am a new creation. You know, just whatever. You're going to start singing. You know, you may, someone else might not know it's singing, but it's singing. And there's something about the, um, the power that goes with that, that there's, there's just so many scriptures about it. So then um, Psalm 71, 8. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. That's Psalm 71, 8. Psalm 147, 1. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. Ephesians 5, 19. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs offering praise with voices and instruments and making melody with all your heart to the Lord at all times give thanks. Remember we talked again, start with thank, being thankful. You know, start with being thankful. Start, and thankful always comes into remembering. So start with remembering what God has done, who he is, what his word says. And then you're gonna, then you're gonna start speaking it out. Then you're gonna start singing it out. And then at some point in there, you're gonna become aware of God's presence. So when we come back into um, our, our worship time, we always have a destination. We always have a goal. And our goal, our goal on Sunday church is encounter. It's encounter with God. Our goal during a worship service is always encounter. You know, and so there's kind of a pathway. Um, I've talked to you before. If, if we come in and I have you right away going... I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. You know, some of you are going to like, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> you, know? you know, but if we come into his gates, Thanksgiving, if we come into his gate declaring who he is, then we start to see him. And then that, I love you, Lord, becomes real because you see him as he is and you're going to start singing that out and praising that out. And it is like a river. And that's like being in a congregation worship time is easier to connect with God if you've had trouble doing it in the past. Because when that person next to you is really seeking to lean into God, I, there's had times when I've just kind of look around and boom, you know, I'll just see one person that you can tell, you know, it's not what they're doing. It's just, you can feel it. Your heart connects. It's like, ooh, they're, they're connected with God. And I have let my mind be distracted. And I've been thinking of this, God, I'm sorry. And I just kind of lean in with that. And then it's really easy for me to fast connect with God. You know, and the rest of the time, a lot of times what I'll do is just close my eyes because I don't want to see what other people are doing because it can distract you. Your brain can get involved. But boy, when the other people around you are pressing into God, then it can be a boost to you in finding that place and finding that flow. And it does. To me, I always look, it's like there's this little stream going from, from Shelly 
up to God. There's this little stream going from Perry up to God and Wendy up there, and there's little streams. Well, what happens, have you seen where all these little streams come together? Then pretty soon there's this big river. You know, that pretty soon there's this, in this little trickle you can walk across, well, pretty soon there's this big flow going and we get in that flow and then, boy, ministry happens. The Holy Spirit happens. God always wants to give more than, than we ever can give to him. And the only, about the only thing we can give to him is our devotion. The only thing we can give to him is our believing, is our being, saying, I want you, Lord, yes, Lord, and, and intend to be obedient when he says something, okay, I'll do it. You know, and so that's what we can give, and that's our worship, and we can give that unto him. Um, so Ephesians 5.19 says, Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs offering praise with voices and instruments and making melody with all your heart to the Lord at all times give thanks. That psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, basically psalms, it was the book of psalms, that was their songbook back then. Um, I, would, I would include with that any portion of scripture set to music. You know, anytime we're singing scripture set to music, that would go in that. Hymns, that's just songs about God and for God that have doctrine spiritual songs really back when this is written they were kind of differentiating between beer drinking songs or songs to god you know so it's when you come together instead of singing your your tavern songs you know let's sing songs to god and um we really go into the spiritual songs too that's for when we have those times of open worship i want you to sing from your heart to god and it can be just thank you jesus it can be just jesus jesus but you choose to open your mouth to not be aware of others but to sing something that's that's new and fresh you know from you to him so it's like you just start so we're playing the same melody or whatever and you just start singing what you want to to god you know it just kind of goes with it and you just start singing what you want to god so that's that's a new song when it talks about singing a new song unto the lord a song that's never before been heard and then also with the spiritual songs is the song in tongues there again, when you become born-again believer, you receive the Holy Spirit. When you be, want, receive and ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then you are immersed into and filled with the Holy Spirit and that's for others. When you do that, you get a prayer language. You know, you get a prayer language so everyone can sing a spiritual song that is not your language. And that is so powerful because when it says when we speak and pray in tongues, that it says that we give thanks well is one of the things we give thanks well. And that the other thing is it says we speak mysteries. And what I love about that and what you'll see a lot is praying or singing in the spirit for a while. And that's just, and it's, there again, when you're in a group setting, you do it quietly. You don't want to over, and the same thing actually for, you know, I mean, we've had some people have such a strong voice that all eyes would be drawn on them no matter what they're singing. And so it's like, just moderate your, moderate your tone to where we can blend, you know, so it's not overpowering or distracting. But anyway, so you sing in the spirit, in your prayer language, and then what's going to come up from your spirit is something in your natural language. In this case, most of us English. There's going to be some English. So then you kind of sing that. And there's three, three things that we call the song of the Lord. Well, let me take it back. There's three places... One, when I just kind of come, and, or you kind of come, and we've been singing, and then we have these instrumental open, what we call open worship times, and you start singing to the Lord, 
That's from your heart to God. That's from your spirit to God. And your head's like, Lord, I thank you. And it's, kind of, it's just you and him. I thank you, praise you. Okay, so that's just you and him. That's usually, I always kind of think of that as it's priming the pump. You know, you, kind, you get going with that. Then what's going to happen, you're kind of notice, ah, there's some other stuff coming up that this is definitely Holy Spirit inspired. And so then you start singing this out and it's news to you as you're singing it. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, you know, I mean, that's, it's, it didn't come from your head. It came from here. So then you start singing that. So in that, that spiritual song that you are singing, and there again, everyone can do this. You have this because of the Holy Spirit. In that, you'll have it where it is the Holy Spirit singing through you to the people. The Holy Spirit singing through you to God. You know, giving praise through you, you're inspired. And then you have the third one where it switches. Here again, it's all the Holy Spirit. He does all three. Where it turns from the Holy Spirit then is God singing back down to you or to us. So it can be all three of those. And actually four. So it's just you singing to God. It's you singing inspired by the Holy Spirit that comes. And that's what we call a word of knowledge. We'll often prophesy or give a word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit to people. Then the other ones where it's the Holy Spirit just praising God through you. And it's inspired. And it's a song that's inspired. You know, this is, this is not just me. And then the third one is where God flips it around and he starts speaking to you. And he starts speaking to us. And he starts speaking to the congregation. And we'll kind of flow in and out of those different ones. And I, I love it as just the person in the congregation. It's like, that's one of the things I love about church. You never know what's going to happen. And even if you watch it or hear it on podcasts, it's not the same as being there. You know, it's not the same as being there. Because we talk about the scripture a lot. What happens in God's presence? Times of refreshing. Acts 3.19. Times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. What happens in God's presence? We're changed. We're changed. Think of Moses on the Mount of Transfiguration. Think of you, Jesus, you know, I mean, you know, it was just, yeah, on the, anyway, on the, Moses on the Mount, Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, mountains all around. <laughs> but anyway, they're changed, their face glows. And you'll often, you'll even come out at times where it's like, man, you're just glowing. And people will notice that you're glowing. And it's from him. And that's where I love, 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 love the fact that through times with God, we can have such breakthrough in mental areas that have held us back forever. We can have such breakthrough in revelation, especially like revelation of how much God loves you. You know, revelation of how much he forgives you no matter what. You know, revelation of how much you need to forgive someone in your past. You know, it comes from times in his presence. So when we come together as a church service and we come together, our goal is always encounter. Our goal is connecting with God. And we pray all the time. We want people to connect with God. And then when we hit that sweet spot, we're going to stay there. And, and honestly, not every service you get there. But we can get there more often when... Before you come to church, in the morning, you start setting your heart and mind on God. If you drive here, have some worship music or sing some. 
get ready, get ready. And everyone's going to have bad days and times when that doesn't work. You know, and that's the grace of God. And that's when then when all of us, if they come into an atmosphere where we're already ready and leaning into God, it makes it easier for, for these people to break off of what's been holding them back and sitting on them and trying to tell them, you don't need to go to church today. You are in such a fall mood. You should not inflict yourself on people. Why don't you stay away, you know, and just spend, spend time with God. You know, spend time with me. Don't go to church. Well, the devil, you know, <laughs> rebuke that voice in Jesus' name. God will never tell you not to come meet with his people. Not when it's a place where he has set you. And we always talk about where God has planted you and placed you. That word tithmi means to set with great care and precision. God put you where you need to be. One of the ways you know where you need to be is if you're a seeker of God, when you care and you're looking for him during the week, when you go to church on Sunday, there's going to be something that is just what God's telling you about. There's going to be something that speaks to you that's just exactly right on. And that's, it may not be the most comfortable church for you in the world. You know, it may, they don't do this right and they don't do that right. Good, good thing you're here. Let's start working together and we can get more done because we're the body of Christ and there's not one perfect or complete part of it. We're all in on this together. And praise, praise and worship is such a huge Huge tool, huge weapon. We talk about it, you know, with the armor of God being the lance of praise. It's like you're getting the word out there. Remember that praise and prayer, similar, very, very much similar. It's communication, talking to God. You're, and what we're doing basically is we are singing our prayers. We're declaring what God says about things. Um, oh, I love this. Uh, Hebrews 13, 15. Through him, therefore. Hebrews 13, 15. Through him, therefore, let us constantly and at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. I love that. Constantly and at all times offer to God a sacrifice of praise. You don't praise God because you feel like it. You don't sing songs because you feel like it. You sing it and we do it because he's worthy because that's who we are. We are children of God because we see it in the Word so we know it's real and we know it's true. That's why we do it. On the days when you don't feel it, on the days when it's really tough, that's when you really need to do it. And that's when it's... That's, that'll be one of those crowns and one of those jewels in the crown. It means the most to God then too. You know, it's so important. And you will experience such breakthrough and such blessing because of that. To not be an emotion-led person that is the only time you pray is if you need something, you know, or the only time you pray is when you're feeling good or something. But when you pray because he's worthy, when you praise because he's worthy, that's just so important. So getting back to yet will I praise him, the big thing with that is how many of you have been in relationships or known relationships and you know, the only time, reason the person's there is what they can get from you. You know, what they can get. You know, what you can give them. You know, and it's like, we don't want to be that way with God. We don't want to come to him because of what he can do for us. You know, and that's where I told you that Dwayne Sheriff story. 
how this pastor who the church was on, on fire and he's there while their firemen are trying to put it out. And he's like, oh, God, you have a problem. Your church, your church is burning down. You have a problem. You know, because, I mean, there was, you know, the whole, he told such a great story. If I could have found it again, I would re-listen to it because it was so good. But, the, but it impacted my heart. It's like, God, you have a problem, but don't worry. I'm not going to leave you. Don't worry. I'm not going to quit on you. God, I'll stick with you through this problem until we, and we'll get through it. And I just loved that. I loved that. And, and you know, Twister, instead of, God, I have a problem and I need you to help me, it's like, no. God, you knew this was coming and I'm sticking with you. Don't worry. I'm not going to squirrel out on you. <laughs> you know. And that's what we really need to do in, in hard times and stuff in our life. Because he said he's never, ever going to leave you or forsake you. He said he would always, always, always be with you. And he is a partner. He's called us into companionship. What was it, First Corinthians 1, 9? Or anyway, called you into companionship and participation with the Son, Jesus Christ. You know, we are we're in it together. So don't you be the one that quit. If we don't quit, we will win. People are depending on you. People are watching you. You run into people all the day that you can pray for, and they don't know you're praying for them, but you can affect their eternity and their life forever. Forever. If they didn't run into you and you didn't pray for them, and they don't even have to know about it. Just the Holy Spirit inside you says, pray for that person. But God, I don't know what. It, what? You may get something, you may not. Okay, Lord, I just pray for them in Jesus' name. Give them what they need. Pray in the Spirit over them. And then it may be done. They, or God may bring it back to your mind next week, next day. It may go on for a while. But you are changing their destiny. You are God's provision for them and for the world. So it's so important. Isaiah 50.10. <clears throat> I don't know if we ever found this one, if I gave it to you or not. But anyway, who is among you? This is amplified, but it's so good. Who is among you who reverently fears the Lord, who obeys the voice of his servant? And they're talking about Jesus or prophets, yet who walks in darkness and deep trouble and has no shining splendor in his heart. Let him rely on, trust in, and be confident in the name of the Lord. Be confident in the name of the Lord and let him lean upon and be supported by his God. I'll read that again. Yet who walks in darkness, in deep trouble, and has no shining splendor in his heart. Let him rely on, trust in, and be confident in the name of the Lord and let him lean upon and be supported by his God. How's your shining splendor doing? Huh? How's that shining splendor in your heart? The joy of the Lord is your strength and the strength of your life. We all have that. I'm running out of time. So, yet will I praise him. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior, my God. My determination is I will praise God. My determination is I will not leave. The time to make that determination is before, before it hits the fan, okay? Before you're in deep doo-doo. That, that, that determination is that I will yet praise God. The devil will not shake me off of my love for God, my following after God, my determination to grow and change, the devil will not do that. Circumstances will not do that.
okay? Habakkuk 3.17, 19, we read this quickly at the end of last week. <laughs> though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no fruit on the vines, though the product of the olive fails and the fields yield no food, though the flock is cut off from the fold and there are no cattle in the stalls, basically translated, business is bad and everything that could possibly go wrong is going wrong. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exalt. And so it's just not halfway. I mean, I will exalt in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. And this is declaring what's true. The Lord God is my strength, my personal bravery, and my invincible army. If you have God, you have an army. You are not alone. You have an army. He makes my feet like hinds feet and I will, and will make me to walk not to stand still in terror, but to walk and make spiritual progress upon my high places. And then in Daniel 3, 13, 30, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when he was going to throw them in the fire, you know, Nebuchadnezzar says, but if you do not worship, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what, God, will be able to rescue you from my hand? <laughs> and they said, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he didn't, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. But if not, it doesn't matter. You're not going to shake me loose of the Lord. You're not going to shake me loose from following it after God. And I just declare that it's been my experience, almost every Christian, once you come to the Lord, so often everything is just incredible and you're just thrilled. There comes something that faces, that faces you, makes you face and you have to, God, if there is any other way but you, I want to take it. You know, I want to go somewhere else. But God, you're it. So I'm going to keep pressing on. You're it. There comes that point where you, look, you again look at, did I really make Jesus Lord of my life? Is this something I want to do? And you recommit on that decision. And it's like these different things that come along. It's like, okay, yep, I'm committed to God and just how important that is. Psalm 18, 20, 28, 30. For you cause my lamp to be lighted and to shine. The Lord my God illumines my darkness. For by you I can run through a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tested and tried. He is a shield to all those who take refuge and put their trust in him. Daniel 11.32 People who know their God, and that's intimate knowing, will be strong and stand firm and do great exploits. And it's not saying you can, it's you will. You know your God. You will. You can do that stuff. And, uh, okay, i got to wrap it up. Okay, so what I really want, they're getting to see who we are in Christ. You know, we are, you know, people who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. And we never have to do anything on our own. It's always with him. And when we start using as a tool thanksgiving, praise, and worship, thank you, Lord, for that. You know, we need things we can do. It's like, he didn't set us down here without his word. We need his word. He sent us here with his spirit. We need his spirit. And we are people who...
who express out their mouth. We need to praise God. We need to declare who he is. And that, that will change things. You know what? When you, um, when you are looking at God and, and declaring God's word, remember the word says faith comes by hearing the word, and, and that's that hearing and hearing and hearing the word, so faith comes. Faith is that believing, I know that I know that I know that God's going to take care of it. And angels respond to those words of faith. You know, those angels hearken unto the word to fulfill it. So you're having spiritual impact when you're doing things and speaking forth God's word and praising it. You are having spiritual impact when you're looking at the negative and speaking the negative. And because of looking and speaking the negative, fear starts rising in your heart. Dread starts rising in your heart. You start thinking of this might happen, this might happen. You get fearful and you're, inv- you're inviting demonic activity into your life if you do that. It's not just a bad idea. It's a really bad idea. <laughs> so it's like all you need to do is change your focus. All you need to do is change your focus on what, what God's word has said. All you need to do is take that will that you have and say, I choose. You may not feel it yet, but I choose. I choose to believe it. You start speaking it out your mouth. You start declaring it. You start praising God for who and what he is. And you, life will get better. You know, you'll have shining splendor in your heart again. You know, everything. Um, so I asked John, is there anything you need to wrap up with on this? Okay. Because really it's like sometimes like, okay, if you can, you can <laughs> fix something. But <laughs> um, Okay, so I am, we are, we have one minute. We are at the point where I really want a few things. I want people to know that when you come to church in a worship service, come expecting. And I, and I want you to start thinking ahead of time and fixing your heart and mind on God. And especially on the days when you don't feel like it. Especially it is because, boy, God wants to lift you out of that. And this is just such a huge, huge tool to, to make it happen. So I want you to do that. I want you to come in and then just take that time to focus in on God a little bit. And then I want you to just know I'm going to receive from him because he is so gracious and lovely. You know, you can have a donkey standing up here talking and you can get something. I mean, I can just say, I'd look at that donkey and see God's beautiful creation and it would just bless my heart and thank you, Lord. It's a good day. <laughs> so it's awesome. So I really, really, really want that. And, that. and then also when we start doing worship nights, Come, come, because when you have that extended time, the river gets really deep and, and it's really easy for the spirit to flow and ministry to happen and honestly taste and see that the Lord is good. We want more of God all the time and there's always more of God to have, you know. So um, anything else I really want to cover with, I don't even want to look at my notes because I didn't get into, oh, real quick, Okay. Two things, two things I have to do. I glanced down. In our praise and worship songs, why do we repeat things so many times? Sometimes. Especially, we'll be singing along and I'll say, oh, let's sing that verse again. Let's sing that verse again. Let's sing that verse again. Waymaker. We love that song, Waymaker. They sing the same thing over and over again. It's because we need, the first one hits our brain, it takes a while to hit our hearts. And then that revelation comes. And a lot of times when God has us redo it, it's because someone needs to get that revelation. He's trying to speak. He's like, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. This is what I'm saying to you. So we'll stay on something as long as we need to stay on something. 
because it's God's wanting to get through. So it just takes us a time. We don't get it the first pass. The first pass, we're just singing a song. You know, it takes a second or third. Like, Whew, I feel God on this, you know, and so you start listening to it. Okay, then the second thing is times of silence. Huge, huge. Those times of silence, soaking in the word, those Selah moments. Listen, God's there to speak to you and it's easier for you to hear him at those times. Those times of silence are very life-changing. So really lean into those. Don't think, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Should we, can, can, are we going to sing another song? You know, just sit at his feet. Close your eyes and you'll just see that picture of him. Just place yourself at his feet. Okay? So I wanted to cover those. Those two things, weird things, weird things that we do that are so important. Okay. I'm done. Are you closing or I'm closing? Okay, everyone stand up. Thank you. This is the last time I'll have to do this for a couple of years. No. <laughs> Jesus is Lord of the goodness and basin in the world. Lord, first of all, I do. I pray, Father, just for stuff to touch our hearts. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your heart. We thank you for how much you love us and care for us and lead us and guide us. And we want to walk and live in freedom. And we want to praise you all the days of our lives. And we thank you in Jesus' name. So on the count of three, Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin in the world. One, two, and three. Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin in the world. Woohoo! We're done! <laughs> Thank you for listening to this message from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries in Gunnison, Colorado. We hope you will visit us at rmcmchurch.org, like our Facebook page, or subscribe to our messages on YouTube.